You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric, and this is episode 31. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in to yet another episode. We're so glad that you're all here for this crazy story. It's going to be called The Unexpected Witness. Mm. You ready? Yeah. All right, cool. So this is the story of Glenna and Marty Durham. Usually I try to start these stories from like when and where these people like that are involved in this story, where they were born or where they're from, but there's little information about Glenna. So I will say that Marty, born Martin Durham, was born March 1st, 1969 to father Charles and mother Lillian. Fast forward to many, many years later, Marty marries Christina Keller. The couple have three children, Justin, Jason, and Jessica, but Marty and Christina end up getting divorced. In 1995, Marty was involved in a serious accident, like a car accident, where the left side of his body was shattered, but he was still able to walk, though. Uh, His brain was jolted around, you know, during the accident, resulting in long-term memory loss. So, so much to the point where he could barely even remember things about his ex-wife or his first wife and even his children's birthdays. So... It the birthdays really, part suck, but yeah. he wants to remember an ex-wife. Well, true. <laughs> but that's the mother of children, but I don't know, but whatever. But yeah, it is very sad that yeah, you can't remember their birthdays for that's sure. That's how you move on. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so years later, Marty meets Glenna and the two marry in 2005. And they are now living in a small community of Sand Lake, Michigan at 9242 East 128th Street. I had to put that um, in. Yeah. I had to mail them, visit it, you know, Google it, Google exactly. Earth, exactly. zoom in on the place. Yeah, I'm probably even going to put a little Google Earth thing of the house and everything yeah. on social media anyway. So Glenna had two children of her own, making this a family of seven. Plus, Marty had a bird by the name of Bud, and he was an African gray parrot. So uh, it, was, it was actually originally Christina and Marty's um you know, the ex-wife. It was their parrot together. But once they got divorced, Marty just kept the bird. Marty and Glenna's relationship was quite an interesting one. People close to them stated that it was kind of a love-hate relationship. They fought constantly, but it was mostly them just like severely like cussing at each other. And they never really seemed to be happy together. And they both had like really bad tempers. But for some reason, they made it work. Glenna was described as generally just a very unhappy person. She did suffer from depression, and she was on medication to help with that. Not only was Glenna struggling, but as the years went on, Marty's health also started to decline, and it was declining fast, which was, uh, you know, occurring because of this car accident years prior. It is now 2010, 15 years after his accident, and his health was affecting him so much to the point where he had trouble getting around and doing daily tasks that were so easy to him before. Marty was now receiving disability checks, which was around $1,100 a month because he couldn't work, you know. And not only that, Glenna was appointed to be his permanent guardian, and she was getting paid by the government to do so, and she was getting paid $3,153 a month. Although she liked getting these payments, this is, like, something she didn't want to be his guardian, you know. Like, she's his wife. Like, she doesn't want to have to take care of him all the time. They always fight anyway. Like, that's the last thing she wants. 
And although, like I was saying, she was like loving the money, but she was not satisfied. And she would say things about Marty, about how much of a pain in the ass he was to take care of. And that one day she might even kill him. Like she was getting so fed up with this. And she would make jokes about wanting Marty to die. But nobody really took it seriously, of course. Marty really hated, you know, having to rely on Glenna to help him. And he was even kind of a little afraid. Glenna was addicted to gambling. And she just started blowing through all this money that she was getting for taking care of Marty. And even like kind of using his money that he was getting from the government too. But Marty had no idea. He had no idea that Glenna was like spending all their money on gambling. Not only was, you know, like I was saying, like she's the one that's managing their money. So Marty had no idea, you know. So Marty even like, although he was having trouble with his health, he did start to like renovate their homes in small little ways, small little projects and stuff like that. But he was spending money to do so, not knowing that Glenna's blowing through all the money too, you know. So Glenna was spending up to around $50 to $100 a week just on lottery tickets. And in one year, she spent over $75,000 in gambling and, you know, buying those lottery tickets. <laughs> I'm all thinking she's going to the slots and she's just literally buying lottery tickets. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she went to the slots, too, because, like, that's where this thing is. But, but yeah, yeah, she's spending, like, up to $100 a week. She would go, to, like, to the, you know, gas station once oh every God. few days or whatever and buy shit. Ton We've of all walked tickets. in there and see those people that have those fucking stacks of fucking scratchers or lottery tickets checking everything. And For it's sure. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of them. But even worse. Um, so, yeah, things were just getting extremely bad and fast in the Durham household. You know, things were going downhill. So one day in April of 2015, while Glenn is out gambling, Marty gets a call from his mother asking why she's looking at the local paper and seeing his house being foreclosed. So Marty's like taken back. He's so confused. And he tells his mom that he has to call Glenna. He has to figure out what's going on because his house should not be, you know, foreclosed. So that's exactly what he did. He hung up with his mom. He calls Glenna to try to figure out what's going on. Marty calls her. Glenna answers. And he's like, what the hell? Why is our house being foreclosed? And Glenna is like, oh, it's that's definitely a mistake. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll straighten everything out. Like, don't worry. Like, I'll figure this out. The same day they had this foreclosure note stuck on their door. <laughs> so he's like, what the fuck? So Marty finds out that the mortgage, car payments, medical bills, pretty much all the bills aren't being paid. So he starts to fucking worry a lot because she's supposed to be managing all this money they're getting from the government for him, you know, not being able to work. She's taking care of him. So even the IRS is coming after them for back taxes. They literally had $182 in their checking account. $112 in their savings and then they had like a safe in their home which had a bunch of change I believe and I just added up to like around $200 so not only were they now struggling financially Marty had to get a hernia repair surgery Glenna then comes down with bronchitis and now she's in the hospital so they're financially fucked and now they're both like having to go to the hospital and you know, imagine all these medical bills they're not paying already is just going to add up more. Glenn is actually fighting with her insurance company because she needs to get these x-rays for his bronchitis and everything, but the, the company is like refusing to pay for it. So when finally Glennick does get out of the hospital, she stops taking her depression medication for some reason. So on top of all of this, she stops taking that. And she ended up searching on the internet. She typed in the searching bar. Ruger, and then she typed in Ruger single six. 
So shit's looking really bad, right? <laughs> like, shit's looking really bad for Glenda. And, you know, at this point, they're constantly fighting over money. They're both not in the best of health. They both are very unhappy. And Glenda is no longer on her medication. In May of 2015, Glenda texted her mother out of nowhere saying, quote, love you, mom. Sorry. Two days later, Marty and Glenna's neighbors, Connie and Keith Ream, noticed that they hadn't seen or heard from the two in a couple of days, which was weird because they talked often and they texted often. Keith jokingly texted Glenna, quote, what have you done with Marty? Unquote. They did remember hearing gunshots the night prior as well, and they thought maybe Marty was hunting because that's something that he really loved to do. Connie and Keith decided to uh, call in for a welfare check, but there was no response from like the police department for some reason. But ironically, there was a garage fire down the street. So they decided to get in contact with the fire department that were down there and just ask them for their help if they could help them in any way. And they did. They came over and they got into the house. They ended up finding Marty lying on the floor, shot to death, only wearing his underwear with a clump of hair in his hand. Glenna was also lying on the floor with a wound behind her ear. The house was a complete disaster, almost like somebody had come in and ransacked the home. Once police showed up to the scene, it looked like someone may have broken in and shot them, and it appeared that, that nothing was taken, though, so that was kind of weird. The trooper noticed that Glenna seemed that she may still be alive, but just, like, unconscious, so he goes to check her pulse, but when he does, her eyes just pop open, and she's like, what are you doing? How fucking terrifying is that? Can you imagine? Oh, my God. That must be so terrifying. He's like, oh, my God, I just want to see if she's alive. You know, like maybe she's still unconscious. And then she just pops over. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you touching me? Like, what the fuck? It came to the conclusion that Marty had been shot five times. Um, Glenna was kind of just hit behind the ear, kind of just like grazed her ear. And she did survive. But who the fuck shot them? And why didn't they take anything from the house? Right. They question Glenna, but she says that she has no idea what happened. And she's also kind of out of it because of the wound to her head. But while on a stretcher, Glenna was being like super disrespectful to paramedics and stating things like, quote, why are you doing this to Marty? Why are you taking me out of my home? She continued to claim that she had no idea what had happened. She stated that she missed and loved Marty, uh, that they were inseparable, and she wished that she could die so she could be with him. Two days after the shooting, Marty's children wanted some kind of answers. You know, their father had just been shot five fucking times. So they went over to the house, (laughs) took a credit card, and they gained access to the house. Once they got inside and started to look around, they came across something police never found, which was an envelope, and it had three letters inside. All these notes were addressed from Glenna to one of them was to her ex-husband, and the other two were one for each of her children. The note to her ex-husband read, quote, I'm so sorry I messed up. Please be there for our two beautiful children and grandkids as you have been. Love, Glenna. The notes to her children were the same, pretty much the same letters. And they read, quote, I'm sorry, but I love you. And so sorry. I've been a disappointment to you these last 12 years or so. Please forgive me. You're one of the best things I ever did. Love, mom, unquote. Now that Marty's children had found these notes, they believed more than ever that Glenna killed Marty, right? It almost looks like they're like suicide notes. So that maybe they had gotten an argument that night and she shot him and then maybe wrote these notes. I don't know, destroyed the house for some reason and then tried to kill herself. Yeah. That's what it seems, right? For sure. So when they went to the police with this information, police didn't, they couldn't do anything. There was no proof. There was no evidence that Glenna had committed the murder. 
So that was it, you know. But one day out of the blue, this is fucking wild, a psychic by the name of Fran Fallon, who was actually the wife of one of Marty's cousins, calls police and, you know, calls the police department stating that they need to look under the love seat in the living room of Glenna and Marty's home. Investigators had done a quote unquote, right, thorough search, even though they never found these fucking letters that Marty's children had to break into the home pretty much and find themselves. So after this thorough search, they decided, you know, let's maybe look into what this psychic is saying. You know, I wonder how many times this actually happens. Because a lot, I hear this time after time how psychics are like, they try to get involved, like they know something. And then yeah. sometimes police do go after it, and usually it's nothing. But very skeptical on that. Right. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. We're going to listen to Fran. Let's go. Let's go to the house. They go to the house and they look under this love seat and they discover a 22 caliber handgun matching the bullet shells found all over the home. So this, you know, Marty's. Um, cousin's wife is like the psychic and knows where the fucking weapon was that you know that like murdered him so that's crazy so investigators now turn their focus on fran <laughs> they miss a whole ass gun yes yep. underneath the fucking chair yeah yeah they do a thorough search. thorough search but miss a gun laying there in the murder scene itself yes in the living room exactly and it takes a psychic where they're like Oh, damn, you know. <laughs> exactly, right? Let's get back over there. Seriously. It's, so, it's wild. It's so crazy. Anyways, okay, so, uh, so investigators, we're going back to the psychic, right? So investigators, they're turning their focus on Fran now. They're like, how the hell do you know where this weapon was? It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like they're, they question her, but she had a solid alibi. So, it, you know, they, they uh, rule her out of being the murderer pretty much. So investigators now focus back on Glenna. And remember all those searches for the Ruger, Ruger single six? They find these searches and it happens to match the same gun that they had to go back and find, you know? So she denies everything that they're asking her, even the letters. She denies writing them. Investigators perform a handwritten analysis test on Glenna to see the similarities in the writing. And there were some similarities, but nothing came out of it. So one day, Christina Keller, if you remember, this is Marty's ex-wife, who had taken in Bud, the 20-year-old African gray parrot. Um, and that's like, you know, they kind of shared this parrot before. She says that now it's in her you know, possession. So she's sitting in her living room and Bud's just squawking away and he keeps repeating and repeating the same stuff and like saying weird things. And he's kind of like mimicking this whole situation. And she's like, what the hell? She's tripping out. So she takes out her phone and starts recording this, right? So I'm going to play this recording so you guys can hear what this... I fucking what, remember this. Yeah, right? Yes. Fucking wild. Yeah. So this is what Bud was saying. Shut up, 
So yeah, how wild is that? That freaking video. I'm glad that she took that video, but it's scary. It's so crazy how like, you know, these birds can do all these different voices. But um, yeah, if you couldn't really hear it, Bud is saying that he's like mimicking Marty and Glenna like fighting the night of the shooting and someone saying, get the fuck over here. And then, you know, someone else saying, don't fucking shoot, which is believed to be Marty's voice, right? It's like almost his last yeah. dying words is don't fucking shoot. And this bird just knows all of it. How They're creepy is just sitting in your living room all of a sudden like, a bird starts playing out a murder of someone you know yes, that I've, they had. That, I'd be true. I'd be like, oh my God. I yes. Finally smoked too much weed. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She said like her apartment got all cold and she was like, I, yeah, oh my God, I'd be freaking out. Well, here, I mean, it would be more understandable with all those murder documentaries you watch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Greta Perry would be like murder 24-7. Damn, that's true, right? Holy shit. But... Yeah, that's creepy as hell. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was researching this. But yeah, these birds are known for mimicking voices, both men and women's voices. That's why he could clearly like distinct like a woman's and man's voice. They actually have the cognitive ability of a young child. It's crazy. Yeah. So after taking this video, Christina didn't really do anything with it. She just kept it to herself, which is kind of mind blowing. Because like I would be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to give this to the police, do something with it. Right. But she didn't really do anything with it until a year later. A year went by, there was no arrests, no answers, and Christina, along with Marty's family, they were fed up. So Christina put the video on social media. And you best believe that shit went fucking viral. After investigators discovered this video, they reopened the case. And it was just three weeks later, after this video went viral, that Glenna was arrested and charged with the murder of Marty Durham, her husband of 11 years. Glenna was arrested June 2016 for felony firearms possession and the murder of Marty. Since they can't put Bud, you know, the parrot on the stand, they had Christina testify on his behalf. <laughs> so it was ten day, a 10-day trial, and after eight hours of deliberation, she was found guilty, and on August 18th, 2016, she was sentenced to life without possibility of parole. So that was the death of Marty Durham. Pretty crazy. It's Like I was saying earlier, it's crazy how Glenna shoots herself She's still in the home doing God knows what for a couple days, right? Until, you know, they come check on her. And then if she's planning on shooting herself, what's the point of the house? I'm assuming that was her, like, that made the house a mess. Unless they were fighting and destroyed the house and then she decided to do that. But it was like, what's the point of making it look like someone broke in or ransacked the house? That was kind of confusing to me. But uh, what if Marty never had this bird? I wonder what happened, you know? Yeah. Like, would the case be unsolved right now would they even be still looking at glenna like would she be in prison i don't know i'm just tripping out like if, if that bird if he never had that bird maybe nobody would have been arrested in his murder pretty wild huh just like a thought. the first arlo first arlo yeah what do you mean oh you mean like security like security camera security? that shows proof of a <laughs> you know for sure seriously right well i mean this is 2015 so maybe some of them were around, but they didn't have <laughs> But yeah, anyways, wild, wild case. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next Monday for a whole new exciting episode for you guys. So be safe and stay aware. Love ya.